And now, ladies and gentlemen, it's the Ed and Bob Show, number 126 from Knoxville, Tennessee. Good morning. Good morning. We've talked the whole night through. Good morning. Good morning to you. Good morning. Good morning. It's great to stay up late. Good morning. Good morning. Yes, good morning, good morning. I'm Bob. That was Ed. You heard a moment ago. It's the Ed and Bob Show. We are glad you're with us. And that song is from Singing in the Rain, which I happen to watch in the past week as I'm doing a classic uh, movie every week uh, here at the house. So um, uh, we're glad you're with us. It's going to be exciting 30 minutes or so. You'll be hearing from me and from Ed. So we're glad you're here for show number 126. Ed, how are you doing? Hey, Bob. It's good to talk with you. Good to be here. Boy, I tell you, it's cold wintertime in Tennessee, isn't it? But I'm really looking forward to this show. We've got so much to talk about. Bob, what's going on with you? Well, we are doing well here at the Thomas Household. Yeah, it's almost been a full year since this pandemic really got a hold of everybody in the world. Um, but we're still working from home and we got our pandemic dog and everybody's doing well. Nobody's sick, but we um, have not had our shot, but we're darn close. We're going to talk about the coronavirus coming up. So it's going to be an exciting um, time. What we're doing here at the house, like I said, we are doing a classic movie night on Thursday nights, which has been fun. And uh, uh, weather has gotten so cold lately. We've been trying to sit out by the fire pit uh, most nights, if we can, but some, boy, lately, it's been so cold, and then we're hearing about the next week or two that winter is coming, as they would say in the Game of Thrones, so going to get a little chilly. Uh, Ed, what's going on out there at the Brantley household in uh, deep West Knoxville? Well, Bob, I'm doing well. I'm doing pretty good, actually. No change, really, in anything, so I'm still doing about the same thing, you know, uh, not traveling anywhere eating in restaurants in the dark corners, staying away from people, <laughs> and uh, looking forward to this show, but I'll tell you that. But that uh, I'm trying to get my shots, and I understand pretty soon now they're going to lower the shot age to uh, 70, so I'll be able to jump right in there and uh, uh, see how that things are going. But our house is okay, and uh, mother-in-law is coming to visit from Florida this next week, so that always brings us lots of surprises and fun. And uh, we'll see what happens. Let's get to the numbers here, Bob. Okay, Ed, I got the latest on those. The coronavirus numbers, let's go with the worldwide. There are 103 million cases, 57 million people have recovered. There's been 2.23 million people die from the coronavirus. In the United States, 26.2 million cases. Uh, let's see, 441 thousand people have died from that. You know, if we'd said that a year ago, they would have uh, burned Trump in effigy. Uh, it, it was uh, unbelievable that we were going to get to that amount. Although I do believe that some of those are uh, really from old age and other things, but they've been accredited to the coronavirus, as a lot of these have been in nursing homes. 
All right, here in Tennessee, where Ed and I live, 713,000 cases, 9,557 people have died from the coronavirus is what they're reporting. And in Knox County, where Ed and I live, 42,777 cases and 494 people, they say, have died from this. All right. Now, what else about the coronavirus? The CDC, the Center for Disease Control and Prevention, said last Sunday that 25.2 million people have received at least one dose of the COVID-19 vaccine. And that includes 5.7 million people who have already had number one and number two shots, as these are two shot um, uh, the um, Madeira and also the Pfizer. The um, what's the Johnson and Johnson, which is coming out in a month or two, is only one shot. West Virginia is doing it better than anybody, folks. They've distributed nearly ninety percent of its supply of the first vaccine shot, and is expected to be completed inoculating nursing uh, care residents with two doses by um, well this weekend. Firefighters, police, EMTs in the state of West Virginia, which is one of the poorest in the country, also getting close to fully vaccinated. West Virginia, folks, is doing it better than anybody in the country. The states that are not doing it very well, Georgia, Virginia, and California, they're the furthest behind in distributing the vaccine to residents. According to the CDC, Georgia has administered less than less than 20% of the vaccine that they have. They've got it, but they've only delivered they've only inoculated 20% used 20% of the vaccine they have. That's the lowest percentage of any state in America. They say the difference is West Virginia unlike other states leaned heavily on the National Guard. Now isn't this something Ed and I talked about about 2 or 3 weeks ago? that you're going to come up with better ways of doing this, and maybe the National Guard or FEMA would be better suited to do this than hospitals. So that's what West Virginia did, and that's how they got it out. The the, uh, National Guard transported the doses where they needed to be. Um, And uh, let's see, the numbers are uh, other numbers across the country that have been uh, vaccinated. Uh, prisons, this will make you feel good. Everybody in prison, they, vacu- they have now inoculated 98% of the people in prison. Um, Florida has done 42% of theirs out. They've done over a million people in Florida. Uh, let's see, uh, Illinois has got 40% of theirs out. Kentucky, 43%. Um, I was trying to look at some other numbers. Montana's got almost half of theirs out and used. Um, Let's see here. South Dakota, 57%. You're wondering about Tennessee? Tennessee has used 44% of the vaccine they have on hand. They've they've gotten 44% of it out. And, you know, in the um, state of Tennessee here, um, all the counties right now, are inoculating anybody 70 years of age or older or that meets one of the other requirements like healthcare worker or so forth. And But Knox County is not. Knox County is still 75 and older. Knox County, where Ed and I live, they've done 34,000 vaccinations. 
That's uh, 7% of the people in Knox County have had one dose, 7%. The number of Knox County residents with one dose, 25,547. The number of Knox County residents with two doses, so 8,732. So 8,700 people, have already, they're finished, they're done. Um, so I have not had the vaccine. I hope to have it sometime soon. They say that it would be March before I could get it. However, I've noticed that some counties are moving faster, definitely faster than Knox County. I think every county is moving faster than Knox County. Read into that whatever you want. Um, But there are other counties you can go to, and some of them are stepping up where they are. Uh, While Knox County is still at 75-plus, other counties went to 70 And in fact, like I said, now all but four counties in the state of Tennessee are at uh, 70 plus Tennessee. I mean, Knox County not being one of those. I haven't had the vaccine, but Ed, have you had yours? No, Bob, I have not had the vaccine. I'm waiting on my age group to get called, Uh, you know, the 70 and above. But uh, I missed it, uh, the 75 by a few days. So so I'm just sitting here waiting, keeping, uh, you know, but it's okay. I did go into Weigel's this morning and forgot my mask. Boy, everybody gave me the mean old look, I'll tell you that. So I, I said, whoops. So I stayed at the door. In Knox County, though, we're doing pretty well. Um, you know, it hasn't changed a whole lot. Uh, the total cases and the deaths, about a seven. And uh, for the, you know, for the United States now, it's a little bit different, but and worldwide, it, it is different. But the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention said on Sunday that about 25.2 million people received at least one dose of the COVID-19 vaccine, including about 5.7 million people who've been fully vaccinated. So, you know, it's a slow start, very slow. West Virginia has distributed nearly 90 percent. You talked about this a minute ago of its supply of the first vaccine shot and is expected to be done inoculating nursing care residents within two doses by the end of January. How are they doing that, you say? Well, we're going to tell you here in a minute. Firefighters, police and EMTs in the state. It's one of the poor states in the country. They're also getting close to being fully vaccinated. Now, among the nation's most populous states, Bob was telling us that Georgia, Virginia, and California are the furthest behind in distributing vaccine to the residents. Now, why would that be? And according to the most recent CDC data, Georgia has administered less than 20% of the vaccine doses delivered to the state. That's the lowest percentage of any state in America, 20% in Georgia. So wonder what their mind is on. It's not on the COVID vaccine, that's for sure. The difference in West Virginia, unlike these other states, they, they use the National Guard to lead other state agencies in the vaccination effort, as well as they should. So they transported the doses where needed, and it was the only state to opt out of a national vaccination program for nursing homes across the country that was developed by the CDC and being run by drugstore chains, CVS and Walgreens, which many have said is progressing very slowly. I saw a CVS uh, drugstore the other day, and it has this little building out front. There's an air conditioner connected to it, like uh, uh, little th- uh, things up to keep you in line, but uh, but nobody was there. There wasn't anybody using it, and there wasn't anybody there. So I don't know what it's good for. But... Well, now, now you know that there's a lot of doses, and there's a lot of vaccinations, but not enough. Now, one of the highest areas of people being vaccinated is the Bureau of Prisons. Ninety-eight percent of their 
the people in prison have been vaccinated. Only 22% in Alabama. Doesn't surprise me. Delaware, the home state for the president, 31%. 42 in Florida and 20% vaccinations in Georgia. That's a big difference with two states side by side, Florida and Georgia. Big difference there. Also, Kentucky, to the north of us, has 43% vaccinated. And um, Mississippi, not surprising, 28%. North Dakota has a high percentage, 61%. Of course, they're out there in the middle of nowhere. And just kidding. Rhode Island, 51%. South Dakota, 57%. West Virginia, with the National Guard, 69% have been vaccinated. The Veterans Health Services, only 27%. Now, that's, not, that's just not, not real. They should be doing a much better job than that. But the percentage of people in Knox County with at least one dose, 7.3%. Number of Knox County residents with one dose, about 25,000. Residents with two doses, about 8,000. And that's, not, that's way low. I mean, we should be doing a whole lot better than that. Well, Bob, you know, uh, you cover those numbers very, very well, and I just added a little bit to it, but... What do you say? Let's move on to politics. What's the latest in the world of politics? Okay, yeah, we got lots to cover here. Democrats, they're they got the presidential palace, <laughs> the House and the Senate. Uh, you know, I was first thing I want to talk about in politics: executive orders. Okay, now I want you to think about this. During the Trump administration, Democratic leaders said that a president who issues executive orders is a dictator. They're bypassing Congress. So I thought it'd be interesting if we compared. Here's the first 12 days of being in office. Let's go back to Clinton. In the first 12 days of being in office, Clinton issued two executive orders. Bush issued two. Then Obama came along in the first 12 days and issued nine executive orders. Trump, who... They gave such a hard time over executive orders, issued only seven in the first 12 days. In the first 12 days of the Biden administration, Joe Biden has issued 25 executive orders, an unheard of amount. Also, 10 executive memos and four proclamations. Okay. <laughs> you know, it amazes me that... Um, it's so easy for these political parties to say somebody's doing something so so bad, like you're being a dictator, and then it turns around the moment they get into office, they have actually done four times what Trump did in the first 12 days. All right, let's move on to the Trump impeachment. You know, for Trump to be convicted in an impeachment, 17 senators would have to cross party lines to convict him. And impeachment votes historically go along party lines. And now we've gotten to where impeachment is a political vendetta tool. It's, it's, it's not being used as it was intended to be, I don't believe. Now, Mitt Romney will probably cross over the lines. But I don't see 17 senators convicting him. Uh, I even saw where the Washington Post, which is a very Democratic newspaper, said it's a complete waste of time to, to impeach Trump. Uh, Mike Pence, the uh, former vice president, he's gone back to Indiana. And they say in the next month he's going to announce what he's going to do with his political future without Donald Trump. 
So we'll see what kind of policies or fundraising he does to try to get started on that. He took um, a vacation, probably a well-deserved uh, vacation after he got out of office. Other Republicans, and I mean, that being said, I would think Mike Pence is probably going to run for president in four years. But you may see Donald Trump run for president as well. I don't know. Ed will tell us his opinion here in a moment. Um, what other Republicans do you think would run? I don't think you could get Romney to run unless he was running as a Democrat, maybe. Uh, but you're, you're going to have uh, probably um, uh, Ted Cruz. Yeah, I don't know if Marco Rubio will come back again and run or not, but it'll be interesting to see what we end up with in four years trying to run. And, and some people are wondering if Biden would even run in four years. And that's a really a, a, a real question in, in the sense of it's a very possible he would not even run or may not have the health to run. Or Harris, he may have made a deal with Harris um, to let her run in four years. So, and I... I don't think Trump will run. I think he actually plays his hand better as being a uh, a deal maker rather than a uh, running for president again. Although his ego may uh, trump that. Ed, what's your thoughts? Okay, well, here's my thoughts on politics. You know, the, the Democrats—they've got the whole ball of wax. They've got the president, the House, and the Senate, and they've got the executive orders. Now they're not going through the House and the Senate to change laws and things. What's happening is Biden is writing executive orders like it's going out of style. He's already written 25 since he got in office just a few days ago. And with 10 executive memos, four proclamations, and other presidents didn't do anything like that when they first went in office. Clinton only issued two, Bush two, Obama issued nine, and Trump issued seven. But it's like, I don't know what he's doing. It's acting like he's, a, you know, we were, people were saying that Trump was like a dictator. Well, it looks like Biden's trying to do that too, but just issuing these, these proclamations and executives orders right there at his desk. It's not going through Congress and he, and the Democrats have Congress. So I don't know why they're not using that and passing it that way. On the Trump impeachment, well, I don't think it's going to happen, but 17 senators would have to cross party lines to vote to convict. And impeachment votes historically go along party lines, unless you're Mitt Romney. I heard that, Bob. Even the Washington Post, which is a Democratic newspaper, says it's a waste of time to impeach Trump. And it is. There's no reason to do that. There's, we just need to get on with it and forget it, you know, because it's not going to happen. It won't make any difference. I mean, all it is, it's like getting a ticket for traffic or something, you know, like a speeding ticket, because there's no consequence. You have to be, if you get impeached, you have to be convicted of something. There has to be a trial, and you have to be convicted, and then you, then there's some punishment. But impeachment, is, and there's no punishment. It's just a ticket, like a slap on the wrist or something. Now, uh, Bob was talking about former president, vice president Mike Pence, beginning to build a political future without Donald He's making plans to form a policy-focused fundraising committee that would help him maintain a relationship with donors. Uh, I don't know that he has a personality for this, but who knows? You know, he, you know, you can't compare Pence and Trump. They're two different people. And uh, uh, he took a vacation with his wife to St. Croix. That was nice in U.S. Virgin Islands. I've been there. And he's going to settle in Indiana, and he's expected to announce his new venture in the coming weeks, they say. So we'll see what happens there. Also, I think Trump's got a new venture coming, too, other than playing golf. And uh, uh, But 
I think Trump would like to face Biden again in four years. I'm not sure Biden will run. I'm not even sure he's going to be in office. I'm not even sure his health is going to let him be in office. I do think Trump will try to run again. But there are some other people, too. You know, they'll come out of the woodwork now, and they'll start uh, showing up. These Republicans will. And there's some Republicans that are just over the hill. There's no way they're going to get back into it. But uh, we'll, we'll just have to watch and see. All right. What about some sports, Bob? UT has a new athletic director, and they found a new football coach. He was down the hall from the athletic director. Are things getting better on Rocky Top? I don't know if they're getting better over on Rocky Top or not, yeah, but there's definitely changes going on in the UT uh, athletic department and football program. UT football has announced even the the, the uh, chancellor and, and the president, Randy Boyd, said they're under investigation, level one and two infractions. They could lose postseason play. They could lose scholarships. They even said they said that they were um, handing out McDonald's bags full of monies. Now they deny that, but there was a lot of talk shows that say they've got people that say they definitely were. What a mess! So Jeremy Pruitt was fired with calls, meaning they're not going to pay him any of the money they owe him. We'll see how far that goes. I think he will sue them. He's already got a law firm lined up, and uh, to keep things from getting out in the public, I dare say they will make a deal. The new AD, because Philip Fulmer is out, because the rumor was they were coming after him, the NCAA, had he not. Danny White, who came from the University of Central Florida in Orlando, he is the new AD, seems to be a good choice. I think his brother's an AD, his dad's an AD. The whole family's uh, some sort of authority in sports. So he's the new AD, and then he did a nationwide coaching search, and then he hired his coach from UCF, Josh Heupel. Now, rumors say that White approached many people about the job, like Penn State's James Franklin, Cincinnati's Luke Fickle, SMU's Sonny Dykes, Minnesota's uh, Fleck, uh, even Clemson's offensive coordinator, Tony Elliott. He's the one they say really got into serious talks, but then decided to stay at Clemson. And then you ended up with Danny White's um, coach from uh, UCF. Whether it will be a home run or not, I don't know. He's a former Heisman Trophy, uh, what, runner-up? Uh, he um, won a national championship at Oklahoma as a quarterback. He's uh, been around, seemed to be a very offensive-minded guy. Hey, I hope it goes well. I hope we just somehow get this past us before another 20 years goes by. Uh, of of being in the cellar of football. Let's go to Lady Ball basketball. They kneeled during the national anthem, and they obviously didn't know who their audience was. Most of those people are 60 years of age and older. They um, are familiar with World War II, and they don't want the flag disrespected. I think they lost a lot of fans. Super Bowl's coming up this Sunday, Ed, between Kansas City and Tampa Bay. I could care less. Haven't watched an NFL game, gosh, in years since they started uh, kneeling. So there's your sports in a nutshell with UT football leading the way. Ed, what do you think? Okay, let's talk some football. Of course, UT football is under investigation, level one, two infractions. They could lose postseason play, scholarships. They're, just, they're in all kinds of problems. Here's what was supposedly happening. I, don't, I haven't seen any proof of this, no pictures or anything, but supposedly they were putting cash in McDonald's bags, you know, McDonald's hamburger bags, and giving them to recruits. 
<laughs> That's kind of stupid, isn't it? The new athletic director, Danny White, is from the University of Central Florida in Orlando, and he's, he, he hired a nationwide search team and had a nationwide coaching search and hired his coach down the hall from UCF, Josh Hempel. So rumors say White approaches many about the job, you know, and I, I can't blame him for not taking the head coaching job at Tennessee. Did you, you know, Paul Feinbaum, who uh, has a, a daily show, comes out of Alabama, he's across the country and everything. You know what he said about this? He said, he said the Tennessee job, and Tennessee is in some serious doo-doo, and, and it's going to be hard to get out of this and get back to things. And I'm just saying, you know, Paul kind of calls it. He's a, he's a UT graduate, too. But, I mean, they've lost a lot of players, transferred off, but we'll see what happens. Now, the, let's talk about the number one team, Alabama. <laughs> well, Alabama is on a roll again. There's, you know, a lot of the coaches that were at Alabama have left to take head coaching jobs, just like, uh, or, you know, Butch Jones is now the head coach of, uh, where is he, head coach of Arkansas State. Three years at Alabama, he said, allowed him to self-reflect. Yeah, and you constantly look for improvement. You never waste an opportunity to get better. So I guess that's what he's going to do. But here, here's some of the new co-assistants that they've already hired at Alabama. Now, you know what we have, and look at this. They have, they have a lot of people who are former NFL coaches. Of course, Saban's a former NFL coach. He did two seasons as head coach of Miami Dolphins. And he came to uh, Alabama in 2007. But within the past week, Alabama has officially announced the addition of two assistants with NFL experience. Offensive coordinator, quarterbacks coach Bill O'Brien spent six-plus years as head coach and about 10 months as general manager of the Houston Texans before being fired in October. Then offensive line coach Doug Marone, a former head coach with the Buffalo Bills and J Jacksonville Jaguars. So, you know, when you – it, it, it's uh, it's not a level playing field. There's no doubt about that. Um, it's ju it's just not. And and I don't blame these coaches and these people from these other schools for turning down the job at UT. I mean, it, UT is not what it is. We're we're irrelevant now. We don't make any difference. I mean, used to this team at Tennessee was a powerhouse of the nation, always in the top ten or the top fifteen. You know, played for the national championship, but now. It's a totally different thing. We're, we're mediocre. We're in the middle of the pack. And just look at our schedule for next year. It's, the teams that we're playing aren't, aren't relevant either. So, you know, I guess we'll win some of them, but it's not relevant. Lady Ball basketball kneeling during the national anthem. Oh, gosh, that's awful. And I can't believe the coach let them do that, but it did. And uh, there's a lot of negative talk about that. The Super Bowl is this Sunday between Kansas City and Tampa Bay. What do you think? Who do you think will will get it this time? Mm-hmm. Well, I'm going. I'm going. I really feel that uh, Kansas City has up on this. But you know, you can't. You you got to be careful because uh, I tell you what, buddy. You know, this team and and. Uh, Kansas City has really put on a show this year. And this kid, he's, he's really a good quarterback. And, you know, when it all comes down to it, quarterbacks are what, what makes it happen, I think. So, uh,
Bob, what else is going on in the world? Well, let's take a look at other news. There's a huge monster storm right now, as you know, going through the Northeast. That's going to get a lot of headlines. And they say could slow down some of the vaccination process going in the Northeastern states. Um, I saw a big push now where they're trying to say Americans need to get it on the ballot to decide if Congress should be limited, term limited, instead of letting Congress vote to term limit themselves, because we know that'll never pass. But I think if it was put in front of the American people, a majority would definitely say there should have term limits in Congress. These uh, young groups really pushing GameStop stock up and squeezing these huge head funds that had shorted it. Uh, also AMC, but now those stocks have gone back down. And the government kind of stepped in. I don't know if that was right. I mean, if it's a, you know, if, if if everybody was playing fair, you should let it play out where it plays out. In other news, I also saw where in Chicago, O'Hare Airport, a man had been squatting there. For three months, he had a ticket to get on a plane. He was scared to fly because of coronavirus. Ends up living in Chicago's O'Hare Airport for the last three months. Well, he finally got caught and arrested. He'd been living in the airport for three months. You know, I guess if you got to go to an ATM and stuff, get a little money. I mean, don't they have showers and things at big airports like that? Uh, and other things to talk about, we watched The Little Things with Denzel Washington on HBO, but it's also at the box office, and that's kind of a new thing. It's at HBO, but it's at the box office, and it's number one in the box office. I'll give you some ideas of shows to watch, something we've been doing. We watch Life in Pieces, which is a very cute comedy. There's like, I don't know, three or four seasons, um, but they were very good. And Alias, we've kind of rediscovered Alias with Jennifer Gardner. Uh, there's 105 episodes. That, that'll get you through a couple of weeks there, Ed. Uh, and then we're doing Thursday night's classic movie night. We've watched, um, let's see, Casablanca. We have watched uh, Seeing in the Rain, I told you about. We've, uh, uh, oh gosh, some other movies. I can't, oh, uh, uh, Citizen Kane. And uh, another Humphrey Bogart movie. So, you know, it's kind of an idea. So that's something else you could do if you're bored at home and uh, you want things to do and try to come up with good ideas for your family to do. And what do you got in other news and any comments on this stuff? Well, here's some, uh, you know, these these young groups getting in the stock market. And this game stock uh, stock was amazing. You know, they, they a lot of older guys got stuck with that on these shorts where they're uh, putting them in to sell them short. Now, Bob, listen, you've been talking to me about Amazon for I don't know how long. And I, no, no, it wasn't, it was Amazon, but also it was, uh, uh, you've been talking to me about buying some stock and I've had CDs and things, and you said, Brantley, you got to get with it here, buddy, because you're not going to do it. So, you know, so I, I finally fell and bought Apple. And you know what? The next day it went on $10 a share after I bought it on your recommendation. So there you go. <laughs> Just kidding. Anyway, uh, I don't think Americans can decide on term limits for Congress and the uh, 
Congress voting on it, I, I think it, it doesn't have to be something that has to change in the Constitution for something like that. I, I'm not sure about that, but I remember you talking about it here a few minutes ago. The, the TV show that we're watching, my daughter, my wife, are in love with Outlander. It, we're in the third season. It's on Netflix, and it's, it's a good show. I mean, there's a lot of sex in it, a lot of violence, which are things that I like. <laughs> but it, it's also got, you know, it's about uh, uh, England, and now they're in America, and it's, they met George Washington the other day, so that was a good thing. But, so it, it's, uh, it's kind of an interesting um, show. I enjoy it. And also there's a lot of things here going on food-wise. Uh, you know, while this GameStop and other theater chains, AMC Entertainment, you know, they're, they're really struggling. But Popeye's Chicken is giving away free chicken tenders, or tendies as they call them, with a $5 minimum purchase. Tendies also refer to gains and profits in the stock market. So tendies aren't for elite few. They're for everybody who want it. Over at McDonald's across the street, they got the spicy chicken nuggets. They're back. You can get a free order on delivery. of. And also, have you been to the grocery store buying cereal lately? Grape nut shortage. Are you having trouble finding that cereal? Well, you're not alone. Nobody can find him. And Subway is offering 15% off their tuna sandwiches, although a lot of people say that's not real tuna, but they say our tuna salad is 100% tuna mixed with mayo. So it's real. Dunkin' Donuts, free coffee on Mondays. That's a good deal. And, you know, here it is, Valentine's. So Krispy Kreme has released the donuts. This is a, it's a box of, of donuts, but they're in heart shapes, and all of them are different. And it looks like it's a postage thing. So it's, this is really cool. 12 heart-shaped delicious donuts from the brand's new Valentine's Day collection. Express, but I think that would be a good Valentine's gift. So there you go. That's some changes in the food industry and, and some TV shows to watch from the Brantleys. And I hope winter gets, is pretty soon going to be over with. Well, Bob, that's going to do it for me. Hope things are going well for you. I'm going to say goodbye and let you close it out. Well, I'm glad you finally got in the stock market there, Mr. Brantley. Uh, Apple is still going to be a good buy. You're going to be in good shape. It may have gone down a little bit, but it's going back up. But uh, I told you for a long time to get in Amazon, and boy, look at the last week for Amazon. Wow, unbelievable. All right, Ed, love you, brother. Take care of yourself. Get that. Sh- get all your shots in. Let's get uh, you vaccinated for the coronavirus. Uh, if you want to contact Ed and Bob, the Ed and Bob Show, you can write us. That's easy. An email, edandbob at yahoo.com is an easy way. Follow us on Facebook. Uh, look up Ed and Bob. Also go to our website, edandbob.com. And we're on Twitter, where all the old folks are, evidently. Um, at Ed and, uh, at Ed and Bob Knox, at Ed Brantley, at Bob Thomas Knox. And Knox is K-N-O-X, by the way. And uh, I am also on Instagram, and so is Ed. So you can go there as well. And, um, you know, if you have anything to say, be comment to us one way or another, Facebook page, email, whatever. We'd love to hear from you. And a lot of the things we talk about are ideas that people have sent us, so we'd love to hear from you. All right, we've, we're working hard to get people vaccinated. Be sure that anybody that you know is 70 years of age or older is vaccinated, Okay. 
Um, let's try to get this done, folks. Make sure you call. If you're waiting for somebody to call you, your doctor or somebody, probably not going to happen. You need to make the call to your health department and get yourself an appointment and get vaccinated. Let's get this crap out of here, get it done. Let's get everybody taken care of so we can get back to some kind of normal sooner than later. You got elderly people that are still at home by themselves. Don't let them sit there by themselves without being contacted. Email them, call them, write them. Go by and see them sit on their front porch, wear your mask, but uh, take care of each other. There's a lot of people out there by themselves because of this pandemic, and it's really taken a toll on them. Uh, and, uh, you know, it's, you don't want anybody to be so lonely uh, that their life just goes down uh, downhill. So let's take care of each other. We'll be back soon with another Ed and Bob show. And until then, here's Dean Martin. Just like the fellas 